Conversation, presented by White House Custom Color. I'm Jed Toffer. Thanks for listening. You know, my wife Vicki and I have owned and operated our photography studio, V Gallery, for 20 years now. White House has been our lab for the last 16 of those years, and we could not be happier. White House is a family-run business, just like ours. If you haven't already, check them out at whcc.com. And if you want to drop me a line, feel free to email me at jed at whcc.com. The story goes that at one point, somebody asked Eric Clapton what it felt like to be the greatest guitar player in the world. His response was, I don't know, ask Prince. I have no idea if this story is true or not, but it's powerful in that it demonstrates how much it means to be revered by others who are considered proficient in your field or industry or niche. The most requested interview that I've gotten from other photographers whom I've actually interviewed is Allison Tyler Jones. And of course, the one I've heard from the most has been my wife. Upon meeting Allison a couple years ago, my wife couldn't stop talking about how amazing she was. And then when I made her acquaintance myself, I quickly understood why. Allison is absolutely brilliant. Listen to this one, and then listen to it again, my friends. Start off by telling me who you are, where you're from, all the, all the good deets. Okay. So you want me to just talk? Yeah. Okay. So I'm Allison Tyler Jones, and I am a portrait photographer, and our studio is in Mesa, Arizona, and we specialize in uh, high-end families and kids, and um, we've been in business for just 14 years, mm-hmm. and... Um, our style is really pretty modern family, definitely influences from commercial photography. And um, our specialty is kind of, is wall art for our clients' homes and uh, custom designed albums. What did you do before? I had a scrapbooking store actually for 12 years, a uh, oh. retail store. Yeah, we were. Your the, own business? Yeah, we, as were well. the, we were the first scrapbooking store outside of Utah. Um, so. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Because that was like a, there was like a big phase of that. It was a big thing. We did like a million dollars a year at a $20 average sale. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of volume. Yeah. Like the opposite of where, the opposite of where you want to be now. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. But it's cool because you have that, like, you know what that's like. It might've been a different industry. Right. But conceptually, you know what it's like to do volume sales. Right. And well, and to run a business and, Mm -hmm. and really we were, uh, we did classes that were more expensive. So other people came into the market very soon after we did and kind of undercut us. Yeah. Uh, but we went high. We didn't right. go, we didn't compete with them. We just made everything uh, more, more cl- the classes cooler and, right. you know, like book binding and, you A know, Polaroid experience. transfer. Yeah, exactly. Which is what we're going to talk about also today. what yes, yes. I'm, yeah. also what you've kind of t- taken do you think that you here's my question I want to yeah. ask it before I forget it yeah. do you think that you had a leg up in 2005 because of all the years of experience no that question you had? no question well just the concept of that uh, I this has to make money I was I didn't come into photography thinking Oh, I just love it so much. Mm. I just want to do it. And then somebody started saying, yeah, you should do this for money. It was like, I had sold off my store. I had six months worth of income to 
figure out what I wanted to do. And I just thought, you know, I know I can make some money shooting for a little while and then I'll figure out what I'm going to do. Cause one thing for sure is I am not going to do photography as a business. Really? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, because I, you know, with my, with my store, I could leave, I could go write a book. I could leave for six months and go write a book and it would still run yeah. without me. Right. Um, but I knew I didn't want to build a business just around me because but, it was you. Right. right. And so here we are. Then you build a business later. that's around you. Yeah. Yeah. That's where we're at. How did, at what point, let me ask you this then keeping that in mind, cause I'm interested yeah. at what point did you think, yeah, not only ha- is that what I have done, built this business around me when I said I wasn't going to do it, right? but that's what I'm going to keep doing and like try to knock it out of the park. Like at what point was that a couple months in or was it like two years later and you're like, well, this is what we're going to do now. This is what's happened and this is what we're going to do. Well, it's interesting because I, I talked to a friend who was actually one of my client, one of my customers at the store and she had gone from a scrapbooker and she'd started her own photography business. And so, and she's on the other side of town and we were very good friends. And so she said, we know if you decide to do this, then talk to me before you make any big decisions. And so I said, okay. So I went over to her house for one day and we sat down and I said, look, I, I don't want to be doing like ordering people's eight by tens and I cannot be doing this product thing. Like Mm -hmm. forget it. I don't want to deal with it. I just want to take to shoot, I'll burn him a disc and like just charge him, you know, 300 bucks or whatever it was at the time. And I'm done. And she, she's, she said, I need you to hear me. (laughs) <laughs> she's like you are leaving just so much money on the table plus you're not really serving your clients oh, and you got that talk I got that talk then. yeah and I had already I had only done I'd done like three sessions where I'd sold the files and uh and then uh my sister was one of those clients and she went and got her canvas printed at Costco and <laughs> it was supposed to be black and white but it was purple on the wall and I was like oh yeah no I can't and then then the control freak in me just reared up and was like no that's never I was Come like on the purple hue no I just was like Scarlett hue. O'Hara standing in the potato patch like lit from behind like as God is my witness I will never sell a digital file again yeah the control was not no, leave your the control was not that. no I was like there is sure. no way this is like so then it was like well okay if I'm going to do this then I, and I'm going to take control. Mm-hmm. Um, then, and really it was born out of frustration too. Like if I'm going to leave my house and play with your precious in the park and deal, yeah. cajole your kid who's yeah. a brat and you yeah. know, as, as all kids are, cause mine are from hell <laughs> sure, too, you know? Right. Yeah, totally. All of them. You know, they're all, if I'm going to go rather than take that, rather than t- taking time with my right. own brats, right. then there needs to be a fair exchange of value right. here. Right. And really, you need to get paid, essentially. Well, right, because so I had come from a business standpoint. Right. So even when I started my scrapbooking store, it was, this needs to be revenue generating because I'm, I was at that time, I was the sole provider for my family. Mm-hmm. And now uh, our business, my husband came into the business in 2013. So we're in the same situation. So this is not a... Like I'm married to a hedge fund manager and right. I'm just having a good time over here. This right. is like a hundred percent. Your eggs are in this basket. All of it. hundred percent. The yep. ATJ. ATJ basket. Yeah. Th- that's where they're at. That's right. Um, I, I'm intrigued in that. Who is this angel of a person that in 2005, you don't have to tell me who it is, but I'm, I'm just more like really dumbfounded that you found somebody back then that took the time to, to pull you to the side and to give you such incredible advice. I know. 
I mean, she is an half, angel. half the people back then were still in this transition from film to digital, didn't know which way was up. Right. And you found a person that amongst all of that had the wisdom and the temerity to take you to side and say, hear me and give you like the, the best advice that someone can give, in my opinion. Yeah. For sure. And and so really what I did at that point is I kind of looked at how she had structured her business. And this was in a time when, so 2005, and that was where there was this forum called I Love Photography. And I think there was like so many women photographers that. that came out of that. Yeah. That. And everybody was doing like the session album. Mm-hmm. And like, so there was this. ILP, the ILP, ILP forum. Yep, that was a absolutely. big deal. It was a big deal. <laughs> and there's so many great photographers that have really good businesses that came out of that absolutely, forum. Absolutely. It's yeah. interesting to me. So, um, so I kind of started with that model of uh, like a session album and that sort of thing. And yep. then I just started, I realized because I had had a previous business, the, the things that I need to know are knowable. And there's, there are people that have that information out there. And so I need to look and see who out there is doing what I want to do at the mm. level that I want to do it. And I got to go. I got to go talk to those people. So mm. it's whether it's paying for a workshop, yeah. um, attending, you know, a PPA imaging, whatever. And then, but also, I also knew because of 12 years of experience that not everybody that's out there talking really knows what they're talking about. Mm. <laughs> so you got to be careful. Mm. You got to look and say, okay, does that match up with standard? What I know about to be true about business right. practices, right. you know, um, what you I know about discerning. profit and right. margin and right. all of these things. Yeah. Right. So, so that did, it really did help me to, know that plus I had had before I'd had my scrapbooking store I'd worked in banking and um, I I had had some really really high level sales training and I really loved sales so um so those were two things that really were you had like four legs up not just a leg I really did yeah it was super helpful also the other thing that stands out to me about you is that you're atypical or unique in the way that it sounds like you came in more interested in the business piece as opposed to the the passionate you know right-brained artist that only wants to create and shoot for their soul etc etc right not that there's anything wrong with that that's not a judgment but it is an observation in that most of the people i talked to were so drawn to the art (laughs) and and the creative piece and the business piece if for, for those that last you know, three years, five years, 10 years down the road comes later. Right. And you came in, I feel like with that as the priority. Is that fair to say? Yes. Well, because I knew because of the scrapbooking business, especially I started that out of my home. I had to make a switch there very early on because I realized I am going to hate this. This is going to, if I can't, make, if I can't make a living doing this, then I'm just going to do it as a hobby. Then I'm just going to, I'm going to keep loving it. But if I'm going to do it as a business, I have to, it has to pay. Mm -hmm. So, so it's kind of a, I think when we get into trouble, when we say, Oh, I want to do it as a business, but I'm really not about the money. Then don't do it as a business. (laughs) Do it. There are charitable organizations all over that need a lot of free yeah. pro bono work. That's true. And I'm not joking around. No, that's a real thing. No, it is. So, right. so, and I just had actually had this conversation with a woman um, who it, she's, her husband does very well. She mm-hmm. had ran a very successful business photography studio quit for a while to kind of raise her kids and now she's coming back into Mm -hmm. it and she's like you know I feel really guilty because my husband does really well and so I feel like I shouldn't be charging and so I'm like well then just do it for free yeah 
then do it for Go free. Go help people She's out. She's like, well, no, I don't want to do it for free. I mean, they should be paying me. I'm like, well, okay, well then what is it? Right. You know? So, you know, I, I, that's such a legitimate thing to ask when yeah. someone's in that position. Right. I, I actually had someone come up to me that was in a very similar situation. Her husband had actually just retired, but they were set. They didn't, you know, everything, yeah. they had done everything right and they were in good shape. And she was like, well, I just, I don't know how much to charge for my fine art pieces. And I said, do you need, do you need money? And she's like, no, I don't, I don't need any money. And she goes, so I, but you know, it's fine art. I have to charge something. And I said, go the other way and, and jack yeah. it up really, really high yeah. so that when you sell something, it's awesome. Yeah. You don't need to sell a piece every other day or a piece a week. Yes. Let's say you just sell one a month or one a quarter for like 30 X what you were going to, it's fine art, right? right. It wasn't, these right. weren't portraits. These were like landscapes right. and fun things that she did. I went the other way and it was almost like she had never even right. considered something I, like and that. So I could not, you you and I could be related because I could not agree with you more. <laughs> so when I talk to somebody in that situation, I'm yeah. like, okay, so you have all people right. who do not have all eggs in one basket. Right. Who, I said, you know, if you, if you don't shoot, you're not going to die. You're not going to be on the, right. road, the street not eating, unlike Still myself. Eat. Right, right. Right. Okay. So if I can take these chances, oh my gosh, how much more can you take the chances? Right. So it's like you, exactly like you saying, have it, do it for the fun of it and put some ridiculous price yeah. on it, yeah. you know, or, or whatever you feel like is yeah, what you really want to charge for it or whatever. And Plus then, a lot more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Whatever you yes. feel like it should be, then put a zero on the end. Right. And, and then just, and then see what happens. Right. Like you have right. nothing right. to lose. What a blessed lose. piece, like what a blessed place to be. Right. Like, that's totally. so awesome. Yeah. What about now? Let's, let's pivot on yes. that. Let's do it. And go to what I think you really need to say or should say or want to say. What about the people that are in more of your position? Mean. They, they need to charge appropriately and they need to be profitable because they use that money to pay for electricity, to pay for their car bill, to pay for their mortgage, to pay for their food. Right. Okay. So I don't really actually think it's different. And so you're joking about like tech on a zero. You kind of just we, blew we, my mind. You kind of just blew my mind yeah, there a little we, bit. It's, I don't think it's different. I di- thought it was really, all going to just no, change. I don't think it's different. I think it's exactly <laughs> the same because, okay, okay. and here's why, is that it, let's take the example of the gal that that is married to the hedge fund manager mm-hmm. doesn't need money um, and she's going to go charge you know some crazy price really she can't re- actually do that because she has to build the value there has to be that value has to be okay in there. okay Fair okay. Do you understand what you I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So you can't, so we say that, but really you have to build that in not only into your client's mind, but for into your own mind first. Mm-hmm. Like this is this is worth it because of these things, you know. Well, you're, you're saying there's more to it. We can be facetious all day yeah, long. Yeah, exactly. Get, but there is more to it, right? And but that's to me that's a more interesting question. Right. The interesting question to me is not how can I charge five thousand dollars for something. To me, the question is how can I make something worth five thousand dollars? Awesome. You know, that's more that's interesting awesome. to me. I love that. You know, rather than just sitting around like, well, you know, yeah, it's easy for them to say they're charging $5,000 for whatever. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. like, no, no, no. Well, well, but what are you doing for that? You know? Right. Like, right. And so is is that right. is that worth it? You know, right. so I kind of start from uh, my sister is an interior designer and her studio is upstairs. So we're in a building in downtown Mesa. Her studio is upstairs and my studio is downstairs. And mm-hmm. then we have our custom framer is across the hall from me. So we're kind of all in the same building, which is 
really awesome. Yeah. Um, but I draw a lot from her world because I'll say to her things like, okay, in your world, what is what is somebody spending five or ten thousand dollars on? What is that? What are they right. buying for that? Right. And so that those are people that are spending money on their homes. What is five to ten thousand dollars? You would be shocked to know what the answer to that question is. Like ten thousand dollars might be a sectional. And not right. really a super high end one, right? You know, mid level sectional be, couch. It might be a light right. fixture. It might be a rug, not it, but not antique rug. Right. It might be um, a portion of built in shelving. Right. You know, so when you start thinking of those things, then somebody's spending money on their house, and you think something that takes up an entire wall, that that is, you know, custom mm-hmm. art. Yeah. That, you know, our tagline is art that happens to be your family. That mm-hmm. we've conceptualized, we've met, we've talked about. I've helped you pick out the clothes. We know exactly what it's going to look like. We've measured it. It's right. it's this custom piece of art. Lots of effort. Lots of effort and time and care and right. and I'm going to do and the, and then plus the my my ability to envision and get in there and get your kids' personalities going right. and then create something that when somebody walks into your house they're like oh my gosh that's so cool where yeah. did you get that you know yes. and then they realize it's your kids you know yes. so that that has a value and so so when i think about when i think about that then that's a more interesting question to me rather than just how can i charge more how can i get higher prices it's like well how do i make what's what's worth it to my client right how can i make it worth it to my client what right. would i spend five thousand right. dollars for? what would i spend ten thousand dollars for well the, okay so ask okay now you brought that up because that's where i was going to go that's where i've been going in my mind in that at what point do you have to start looking at things through a lens that is not your own? Like right. I know what I would spend five thousand dollars on yeah. or ten thousand dollars on. It's not extra shelving yeah. because I'm not in that bracket, right? right? So, at what point do you have to look at it, maybe from a more pragmatic standpoint, and say, I have to start looking at things the way that these really super high end clients look at, you know, and they're, and, and they're, they pull up in a $240,000 car, right. That, right. I'm, that I probably will never have. And right. I'm fine with, Yeah. but I don't, I don't look, I don't see the world the same way that these people do. Right. So at what point do you have to switch and maybe like bump things up even higher if that's where you want to go? Right. Well, and we've, we've heard, you've heard this before, but it's sometimes it's not, how much money they have it's what they value right you know okay. truly yes you know because i have had waitresses that right. have that have saved they come to me every five years because they it takes them that long and to save, save in between up. yep yeah and they because they value it that much and i've yep. had people that are driving that two hundred fifty thousand dollar car that come in and are like you know i can't believe your prices are so high i'm not yep. even going to use you you know so yes. so it doesn't you know and my sister you know she designs houses, you know, 40,000 square foot houses for billionaires. And, um, and not all of those people end up being my, you know, cause we refer back and forth right. to each other, right. but a lot they don't of those, value what you do. Right. They, right. And right. I ha- but I have some that do, you right. know? And so it really is like, are they, are they, you know, quote unquote picture people, you know, people that just love, you know, portraits and are willing to, to put that on their wall. And some people just are not willing to do that. So that's the first thing. The other thing is, is, um, I, that I hear a lot. It's like, well, I don't want to deal with rich people. They're all just all a pain in the butt right. and, you know, whatever. And right. it's like, okay, people are people, right? you know, like don't be racist and don't be richest mm-hmm. either. Richest. You know, okay. yeah, don't be richest because right. 
rich, like some rich people are the nicest, most amazing people yes. in the world. And then there's some poor people that are jerks, you know, and right. there's some middle class people that are jerks and yeah. nice. And, you know, there's not the people are just people. Right. Right. So it doesn't. So if you put that in your mind, I think we have to kind of overcome our upbringing, whether we were middle class or you're raised poor or whatever. And you think, well, I would never spend that. Then if you don't see the value in it, mm-hmm. if you don't see that that's worth $5,000 or yep. whatever, there's no way you can expect your client to see it. And you're not going to create that experience for them to where it actually is worth that. Right. It's not going to happen. Right. Yeah. Because you have to believe in what you're doing and who you are and, and you the to, value I think, of, your, of right. your work. And you have to make it worth that. Like right. you, ha- you have to make it to where your client is like, that was worth every penny and right. yeah it was expensive but it was worth every penny right. and if you're not hearing that coming out of your client's mouth then you might need to be looking at what is happening with your client experience i i usually like to say some things specifically to newer people like you know zero to three or four years yep um when they when they're listening to these things and it can apply to everybody but what along these lines what what are you seeing in that range um, of experience from photographers in general and what, what would you say to them as a result, you know, regarding this, regarding the, like the value piece oh. that we're talking about, yeah. but what, what do you see in general? Like what sort of a trend do you see in the photographers that are in that range? I mean, do you, do, I mean, is it something that people generally get? Do they, do people just, do people generally get their worth or is it something that they have to learn? I mean, you had all these legs up given your history, right? But I didn't start there. I had, I had to learn it in other businesses and, and, and even in this one as well. Because again, like I said, I started out thinking, I'm not going to mess. I'm not going to mess with this stuff. I don't want to be dealing with people's prints and I don't want to be yeah. dealing with all that stuff. To fast forward, hello, I'm not, a, not only am I messing with it, <laughs> I'm like delivering it, installing it. Like yeah, I'm messing do. with it all. <laughs> I, I'm, all go, I'm going past <laughs> every level. You know, yeah. I, I'm like, not only, yeah. yeah. So, so I had to make that that mind shift as well, which, which was not, you know, not necessarily an easy thing to do. Well, I would say, well, I feel like in in, in any business, but particularly it is so bad in this industry is that everybody really looks at what everybody else is doing and Mm. just does some iteration of that. Mm. They don't really look outside our industry. They don't really look past almost past their nose or what's on Facebook and everybody get, you know, you look, oh my gosh, if you want to get like depressed, just go on Facebook and see the fights about like, well, this client's per PETA or this client, you know, they're not your client or whatever. It's such bad advice. Mm -hmm. And they're circling, they're all in there just negative and and talking bad about clients. Negativity breeds negativity. And and I'm like, like okay, let me get this straight. So you're talking bad about people that are bringing you money. Mm but you're mad that it's not enough. Well, you're pricing yourself wrong. Well, there's that. So that's your problem. That's on you. Mm -hmm. Um, and B you're, you just went out and looked at what everybody else is doing and just did a little bit of a variation on that or usually undercut. And you, that person might not know what they're doing. Right. So for, for me, I have always found that it's nice to reference the general, uh, what's going on in your industry. Like kind of get a look for like, okay, here's what's going on. Then look for the excellent, the truly excellent. And that is usually people that are not talking a ton, you know, they're out there doing it. Right. You know, there's, there are some that are talking that are, that know, but I think you can pretty well tell who's the real deal. And then, um, and then learn as much as you can from the people that you see as excellent, read your face off. (laughs) And then, 
and then do it your own way. Like yeah. go into your own yeah. creativity because if you're creative, you're not just creative in one area. You know, yeah. you can be as creative in business as you are in photography. And so go in and think about like, okay, just because you like Jed, just because you and Vicky charge X for an eight by 10 and do your business this way, doesn't mean that that's how I need to do it. I love knowing where you started and kind of your rationale behind that, but I have to have my own rationale, Yes, you know, and I have to have my own, what my market will bear and what I'm doing and how I see it and how all of that, you know? So, um, I, there's a, a really great quote from a, uh, Harvard marketing professor where she said, the more we compete, the more we're the same. And she was referencing the toothpaste industry and how like toothpaste are indistinguishable. Everybody's gingivitis, whitening, extra baking soda, whatever. <laughs> and, um, they're all just iterating just a tiny bit yeah. off of each other. Yeah. And I see that in this industry. Like yeah. everybody's like, what, there's a way that you quote unquote should be doing. Right. It, right. You know? And so if it's, whether it's Sue Bryce or, you know, like everybody's going to find the person that they're going to follow, which right. I love Sue Bryce. I think she's right. awesome. Yep. Um, but how do you see it? Right. Because the only thing you can't duplicate is you mm-hmm. and, and how, how you interact specifically with a client and how you're going to make it special for them and what you see, how you want your work presented, what you want it printed on, how you want it hung on a wall, how you see it hanging in an interior or in an album or how you want to tell, tell that person's story. And then that relationship, how you're going to manage that over a period of time. That is something that is so unique to each person. And there can be commonalities, but I think we all have a little bit different why and we, we just take it from a little bit different angle. And we're all so worried that we're doing it wrong, you know, mm. or that we're not doing it how so-and-so is doing it. But it doesn't matter. Just put your head down, get off freaking Facebook and go make <laughs> some money. <laughs> how important is the why? You mentioned we all have a different why. Yes. And I've been thinking about that recently yeah. more and more. For various yes. reasons. Yes. How important is that for you? Your why? I think it's I, I think it's very important. I mean, for me, I I created kind of what my why, I guess, is is um more of a filter. You know, I just have created that there's certain things uh, for me it's art. I want I want my work to be art. I want to have a long-term relationship with my client and I want them, I want to specialize in a finished product so that I can control it beginning to end. So those three things are the pillars yeah. that my business stand on. Yep. So then I'm going to filter every single thing that comes into my business through those three things. Mm-hmm. And so if you don't have, so that, you know, that kind of is my why. That's yeah. why I'm doing it because I don't want to do it. I don't, I'm not creating disposable imagery. I'm not creating, let me go take your quote unquote personal branding images for nothing. Right. And then the, you post them twice on Instagram and they go down and you never see them again. Yeah. Like I want, I want your kids to take these off the wall and yep. I want them to be looking at these albums when we're all dead. Mm-hmm. You know, so that, that, and then the 30 years in between looking at them every day as right. they walk by to go have breakfast and right. not even understanding how many warm fuzzies that's, you know, yeah. generating yeah. inside of them on a regular and basis. And I think that in this, in this industry too, there's so many, um, like givens where people are like, oh, well just people aren't, they aren't printing stuff anymore. Or, oh, they aren't doing this anymore. And it's, oh, that's old school. It's like, it's simply not true. Right. It's just that the people that are doing that are, are doing that really well for their clients and then they're on vacation then they don't have time to talk to you about the fact that they're not doing it. everybody else that's not doing that is on facebook complaining about how they can't make a living the people that are doing it aren't on facebook the people the that are doing it right. are in, in europe 
having their nails done. Right. Right. They're busy. They right. can't talk right now. Yeah, they're having yeah. a gelato cone yeah. in, in Venice as yeah. they stroll Just, around, right? And I, I'm being a brat, but really, well, you know. Well, you're making a point, though. Yeah. Right? Like, we're both brats. I understand that. Yeah. But uh, again, you take the facetious piece out of what we're saying and, and some of the sarcasm out of what we're saying. And there's a really strong point there to be made. What do you think stops people? Fear. Yeah. Fear that you're not good enough. Fear that you're not whatever. Fill in the blank enough. Uh, I'm not smart enough. I'm not talented enough. I don't know enough about business. The thing is, is, um, you know, one of my favorite books is, uh, the nine lies that are sabotaging your business or something like that. I can't remember exactly what it is, but I'll get it to you. Mm -hmm. And he says, um, that uh, it's not the how to that's the problem in business it's the want to if you have a, a, a weak want to um exaggerates all the external things the mm. economy other photographers oh. the competition right so okay. a weak want to if you want to do it if you're like i don't care what it takes right I am going to make a success of this business. Mm -hmm. I don't care what my mom says. I don't care what my husband says. I don't care what my brother, everybody else has said that I'd be a failure. I am going to make it in this business. That information is out there. The how-to is out there. The how-to is not the problem. It's the want-to. But mm. if you don't have a strong want-to, like I'm going to do this, then everything, then it's just a big excuse. You can, everything, I mean, I could find 20 excuses before I even get out everything of bed in the morning. Everything becomes a crutch. Everything becomes right? an excuse, right. right. And that's true of any um, of anything that you want to do, whether it's getting in shape, whether it's, I mean, think of it like the, the areas in your life, you know, I think of the areas in my life where I'm weak that I can give myself excuses on. It's because my want to is weak. You know, the how to's out there. We know how to do. I mean, it's all on YouTube, basically. And we is did. it, well, that's true. Yes. Is it the fear that weakens your want to? Is that yeah. it? And, and, but it exaggerates, we, a weak want to exaggerates, I think your fear as well. So they, it's like, yeah. a, it's like a right. downward because circular if, if spiral. You can, yeah. If you can, if you can marinate in, oh, I'm just not good enough. Oh my gosh. You're totally off the hook hmm. from, from stepping up and saying, you know what? I'm going to do my very best on this shoot. I'm going to walk into a room and I'm going to show you my very best mm -hmm. at this time. Mm -hmm. knowing that I'm going to be a better photographer next time. And I'm never happy with what I'm doing ever, <laughs> ever. Okay. You know, never, you're never happy with what you're doing because your, your critical eye will always exceed your current ability. That's just the oh, way it is. I like that. Always, always. I like that. But I'm going to walk in and I'm going to have a plan for this client. I'm going to take care of her. She's going to bring her kids in. We're going to have music playing. I'm going to make this amazing, these amazing images of her kids, of their personalities. And then I'm going to show her how they should go on her wall. Her house is going to look amazing. Mm. And then we're going to exchange value for that. And I'm going to say, yeah, this, this is the price and this is what it's worth. And she's going to say, okay. Or, you know what? That's more than I can afford. Can we do them smaller? Sure. No problem. Right. And we're, we're respecting each other and we're having, it's an amazing exchange of value, but it's, if you, and, and it's not that it's not scary, it's totally scary. Right. It's, and, and anytime you change your prices, anytime you change your product lineup, mm -hmm. anytime you do anything that you feel like is going to be, you gonna know, rock the boat, it's going to rock right. the boat. Are you all, we're all going to be living in a van down by the river. If we can afford the van, we're probably going to be in a cardboard box that like a Eating that government white house, cheese that, that white house threw off the side of the road. We're going to be living in our old white house boxes. Like we're going to make a little tent, but you know what? To that end, the worst case scenario is in the, in the situation that you were just describing, let's say that you do all that with a great attitude, which yeah. isn't as active will. Yes. Right? right. And then it goes South. Yep. 
The big piece is getting back on the horse and choosing by an act of will to have a good attitude for the next session. Right. And, but here's the thing. You can look at it. Let's say that it didn't go well. Let's say that yeah. what, and what in your world, what does, what is not going well? So give me an example of that. Like what you're hearing out there for people. I, are saying you know, they, well. they complained about this, that, and the other thing. It was price, 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 price. We, we couldn't work something out and they spend $300. Yeah. Or left without finalizing. I'll get back or, to you. Or yeah. That yeah. Is, yeah. That's usually yeah, really yeah, common too. Yeah. I'll get back to you and then, yeah, okay. whatever. Yeah. So again, rather than getting on Facebook and complaining about how this person, you know, right. and, having, and having all of the people on Facebook, you know, pat your little right. back and say, oh, well, they just weren't your client, that <laughs> witch, that idiot. She was so stupid. She just didn't get the value of how great you are. It's like, okay, close the Facebook. Sorry, Mark, Mark Zuckerberg, just yeah. close it. You'll be all right. Okay, close it and go, okay, what, where did I go wrong? Yeah. And I can always trace it back. Right. Me, 100%, I can trace it back to there was something I didn't do in the consultation. Yeah. There was something I did not either disclose right. or let them know ahead of time to expect or manage their expectations in some way. Or if I didn't tell them or I did not listen closely enough mm. to what they were saying, things like, you know, look, all I want is is just the family picture. Right. And I right. shot for three hours and right. gave them too many images right. and overwhelmed them. Right. So there's all those yeah. things um, that we know that can sabotage uh, that situation. But because to me, it's so much more empowering to know if I have the control, if it was my fault, I can fix it. Right. But if it's external, if I externalize all that and it's all out of my control, nothing I can do, then I'm just going to sit and have, be so happy that everybody's just going to pat me on the back on Facebook and how hard my life is. Well, so to some degree, you're doing yourself a huge disservice by giving up a lot of power that in reality you actually have. Right. Is that right? Does that make sense? Well, yeah. And the thing is, is we're we're responsible for everything. If your client wears up, shows up wearing rugby stripes on her chubby bum, <laughs> yeah, that right. at, even though you did a total consultation, right? Even though you told her to right. wear solids, still you, on you. You better yeah. know how to use a lens, and you right. better know how to pose her right. and light her, right. So that she looks like Kate Moss. You better yeah. have that figured out. Yeah. And so, if and and commensurate with that is the ability and the talent and the knowledge to make that happen right. is that's why they're paying us yes. because they don't need us. They have a phone. They don't right. need us for images for their right. kids. And that, I think that's another part is that so many of these excuses, um, well, I feel bad. I want everybody to have, you know, my work and not everybody can afford me or, um, people are just jerks or whatever. These are all just, it's the, at the bottom of all of that is just fear. You don't want to stand up and take responsibility and say, this is what I do. This is how I do it. This is the process. This is where we're going to run you through our filter. And, um, and this is what it's worth. You have powerful advice. I, I feel like it's, in part because it's who you are and your personality, but it's also backed by this gigantic foundation of experience. And that is, it's fun to listen to. Like I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying this. I, I wanted to tell you that when I started this podcast a year and a half ago, my wife at the very beginning said, you have to get Allison Tyler Jones. <laughs> She did. Like that's oh, the that's the one. I love her. She's gonna be <laughs> she's gonna be giddy knowing that I did this. And love I'm gonna it. be like, I got Allison Tyler Jones. Yeah. And she's gonna be like, I can't wait to hear it. Well, <laughs> it's funny because when you I just I was just thinking as you were talking, like you're thinking about why that really if you hear anything in my voice as far as just like, you know, 
passion or, mm-hmm. you know, com- conviction. Yes. It's that my, I was, I'm the oldest of six children and I was raised by an entrepreneur. My dad owned, mm. um, my dad ran a, uh, horse trailer business. So mm. custom manufactured horse trailers and the kindest, sweetest man alive should never have been in business for himself without a front man or yeah. hatchet man. Yep. And literally every day of his life, he poured his heart and soul into making the most beautiful horse trailers that even though he's been passed for 15 years, are, these are still on the road today. You'll see them. They're just amazing. Oh, that's things. Great. Yeah. And, but these guys would come in and they would say, okay, I want a trailer, you know, how much is it going to be? And he'd say, you know, X number of dollars, you know, I don't know how much he charged at the time, but like, let's say it's $5,000. And that these cowboys would be like, oh, I don't know about that. Okay. Well, how about 4,500? So he'd knock it down immediately. And then, well, I got to have it quick. Okay. Yeah. No problem. We can get it quick and promise it in a time frame that could not happen. Right. Then they'd show up in the time frame that it could not happen, knowing that it could not happen. Get him to knock more Another off of it. Another discount. He works yeah. around the clock, around mm-hmm. the clock, not seeing us, not seeing his kids. I mean, I didn't see my dad a ton because he he was working all the time. Yeah. Every vacation was delayed yep. because dad had to get a trailer out, right? Mm-hmm. And um, these we found out that one of these cowboys, these guys were getting these trailers from him and they were reselling, reselling them. Reselling them yes. and marking them up. Yep. Yep, because they could get them so cheap. And so um, knowing that, like when I think about that and I see photographers get, you know, imaging and different things and I see these, the, they're so excited and the, their work is good and they kill themselves. The pieces of their soul are hanging on their clients' walls. They're mm-hmm. doing uh, this great work, amazing work, and they're just being beaten into the ground. Not because the clients are jerks, but because they simply will not stand up and say, this is what I do, this is how I do it, and this is what it's worth. Right. They just won't do that, and or they don't feel like they can because of fear or whatever. So I would say there's just some people that really should not be in business for themselves. And if, if you're one of those people, then then either then this could be a tough love moment go find a job and work for somebody who's really, really great and you can shoot all day long or own the fact that you need to get some, that you need to figure out the get how somebody in, you get, get your Bring want to, in. yeah, get your want to in check. Like yeah. I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, and no matter what it takes, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And I kind of came to that place different times in my career of like, if this doesn't work the way I want to do it, I'll just go clean houses for a living. Right. Cause that's easier. Right. It takes way less time. <laughs> it, it is you know easier. what I mean? And there's a, like a less, less barrier, you know, yeah. for problems. Yeah. So that to me is just like, I think of my dad whenever all these times that I've come up against, like, I don't, this is what the price really needs to be. Cause we added framing and we made this more expensive and we made this part really, really cool. Oh my gosh, nobody's going to do it. And I'm just like, dad, you know, and so I just don't want to see anybody else go through. Well, that. and you can think to yourself, knowing what you know now, looking back and, and wonder, man, what if my dad had a good sales team? Dude, like, what if he, he had... would still be alive? He was yeah. 64 years old yeah. when he died. And it was because he worked himself to death. He was done. Yeah, he he did. Yeah. You know, and so it's just so it's it's very real. Like, it's visceral to me. And so all of yeah. my siblings, three of us have our own businesses and we are all and, and the other three work for the three that have their own businesses, mm-hmm. you know. So it's so there's there's different ways of being. Do you, not everybody is built to be. Um, and you know, quote unquote entrepreneur, you know, that's, that's not, that's okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's not. Yeah. yeah. So I think sometimes that's so glorified like that, you know, that, Oh, you only have to do it this one way, (laughs) you know, I could could see people even teaming up in partnerships or whatever, you know, I think there's a lot of different ways to do it. So 
circling back to the very beginning is it's like it doesn't really matter how anybody else is doing it get good advice um weigh it through your own filter yeah and then you decide how you want to do your own life but make it to where like you only get one you know this Mm. is it you Mm -hmm. only get one Mm -hmm. and you only get if you have a family and that time like your kids are not getting any younger you're not getting any thinner you're not getting any younger you know we we only have one shot so let's let's make it the best that we possibly can and give our clients are all and only work with those that totally appreciate what we do and get us right and that isn't that a better way yeah amen yeah i feel like i should just get up and raise my hands to the (laughs) roof and say preach let's do it (laughs) thanks for sharing that with me about your dad that that really brings things home i i it resonates with me for one thing also um it makes a lot more sense even more where that passion comes from i get it and i see it and i appreciate that uh, also, just thanks for doing this with me in general. So fun. Uh, Loved I, it. I really appreciate your time. Where can people find you online? Um, I'm on Instagram at ATJphoto. And um, info at ATJphoto.com is our uh, portrait photography. Awesome. Thanks again. Thanks Will for having me. Will you do it me. with me again? Will this happen Totally. Again? Let's do like version two. What's it going to be? <laughs> <laughs> What's our next topic? <laughs> Thanks again, Allison. All right. Thanks, Chad.